podcasting to you from Ontario, Canada, the home of hockey and sweet Canadian maple syrup. This is Unmasking COVID-19. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about personal stories during this pandemic. Our names are Ovia, Serena, Victoria, and Wen. And we are your hosts. We are so happy that you're here. Hi, everyone. You are listening to the second episode of the second season of Unmasking COVID. My name is Wen and... My name is Serena. And we are the hosts for this episode. Today with us, we have Aisha, a sophomore at the University of Waterloo, here to talk to us about her experience through this pandemic. So welcome, Aisha. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Hi, so I'm Aisha. I'm a student. I'm a physics student at the University of Waterloo, and I'm really excited to be joining you guys today. Okay, so Aisha, so I know that you've been um, taking, or you just finished your spring season at the University of Waterloo while you were in quarantine or for most part of the courses you were in quarantine. So what was like, what was it like juggling working from home and taking online courses? Honestly, it was like a big jump for me. Like I've never really liked taking online courses. I've always avoided it since high school actually. So it was, it was like a big learning curve, honestly. Um, it was hard finding a balance um, juggling like so much. Like I also worked and I had to like also like maintain like friendships and stuff, like just my daily like social life while balancing a full course load. So having a planner to plan out like all my deadlines was definitely like my best friend during this term. And I think honor the key piece of advice would definitely be that uh, I had to like um, always make time for myself, like remember to make time for myself to avoid like burning out and taking breaks just because it is so much more stressful in my opinion than in-class learning. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, so how do you think it's more stressful? Is it because of the way the material is being taught or is it because of some other factors? I guess it's mostly because just I've never taken like online courses before and you got to like teach yourself all the material, especially like if you have a professor that doesn't really post like lecture videos and just post notes. Like I had that for one class and it was really hard because um, I had to teach all the content myself and then I couldn't really reach out over email or anything to my prof to ask questions. Um, because they weren't very accommodating, but I, I've also had like good experiences with other professors in other classes that would host like live sessions and Q and A's um, and pretty much answer all the questions I had. So like, it really depends on your prof for um, determining like how hard your online term is gonna be. So were most of your courses, most, for most of your lectures, were they pre-recorded? Um, actually, only for my two math classes that I took, um, the pretty much the prof professors paired, like, prepared like lecture slides, and then they would host like live sessions, and um, and then save them onto uh, Learn, like which is the school. Uh, I don't know what it's called, like platform, school, like learning platform. Yeah, the school learning yeah. platform, and so then we could access it at any time. 
And I feel like that was really helpful because we couldn't always, like, I couldn't always make it to the like five sessions, like, cause I'm still balancing work and social life. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's really difficult. I think, I don't know, from my experience with online courses as well, it's just like a lot of trying to make sure you balance the right time to, to be taking the course. Cause, um, one thing for my courses would be they there isn't a specific time for you to go to like a lecture per se like a virtual lecture uh so it was more so just i don't know like you had some courses where there it was just like a recording and then you had to just watch it on your own time so that was a bit difficult to just not like put it off to like the end of the week and just watch all Mm -hmm. of them at once but yeah, it's, um, you still have to, like, keep up the schedule, so, I mean, that's one thing with, like, scheduling is, like, a lot of this, these times, it's just, you have to make sure that you're still maintaining this balanced schedule of learning and taking breaks and so on. Yeah, especially, yeah. Like, even, like, um, you can't really fall behind with online school because we have, like, tests and quizzes every week, so, I always had to remember like if I wanted if I was falling behind like I had to reach out to my professors or like my classmates for help as early as possible so that I wouldn't fall like too far behind Mm -hmm. Um, just because I feel like to learn math you need to have like a ton of like practice questions and like examples that you do that relate to like the content you're learning right Mm -hmm. and with online school I feel like the prof- the professors weren't able to cover enough like examples for me to fully under understand the content. So I had to use like outside resources to help with that. Um, and then with regards to testing, it was, I'd say they made the tests a lot harder than they would have if they tested us in person, but that's just to counter like cheating and, mm-hmm. you know, like academic honesty. So mm, I definitely felt that too with my math courses as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For my math course, we, instead of having a final exam, we just had a, we had a assignment worth 25%. So I guess that was a lot easier because they gave us more time. The questions were harder, but they, since they gave us more time, it was sort of fair and they didn't really have to worry about cheating during a test and, any technical issues while writing the test so I think the assignments worked really well yeah definitely and they put a lot more weighting on the assignments this term like I know like if Mm -hmm. classes were in person normally like assignments were like zero percent like it's just you do them for practice but Mm -hmm. I kind of like that they forced us to do the assignments so that um like we get a better understanding of the content yeah exactly I mean we're all from Waterloo here so how do you think Waterloo really has done? Like, how well do you think they've done the online learning environment? Is it, do you think it's, like, good? I feel like they transitioned very well considering the circumstances they were in. Like, within, like, a couple of weeks, they developed, like, a whole new course online. Um, it's definitely not the best. Like, there's improvements that could have been made, like, with regards to, like, testing and just like spreading out like assignments just so that like students don't feel overwhelmed. But it's definitely, I feel like um, a good start since this might be the new normal. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was overall the transition itself. I think was pretty good. Um, online learning, of course, overall needs to be improved and reevaluated as a whole. This isn't just for Waterloo, though. It's the case for pretty much anywhere else, any other university, any other high school. Um, I just think that there must be like a better way than just having online posted uh, notes that people post or like um, even videos that are posted, right? There, there should be other ways in which you can foster more collaboration and more participation in courses. Like even then in the math course I took, there was Piazza and I found that Piazza was really just the main substitute for any other types of participation or office hours that you would get in a normal learning environment. So that itself was, I think it was decently effective, but again, could be improved on in the future. So, I mean, I guess um, speaking about like this, like transitioning from campus to now living at home, what about the transitioning perhaps from now to fall? So what are your plans for the fall? I know everyone's going to be a bit different, whether or not you're living on campus or still living at home. Um, so I'm probably going to be taking like a full course load in the fall. And I was thinking of moving on residence, but I honestly don't really see the point anymore since most of the buildings are going to be closed. Like we're going to have limited access to resources. Um, and then I, I honestly feel like I'm wasting my money, especially since money's tight since the pandemic. Like I haven't been able to find like a well-paying internship or co-op. Uh, to help pay for tuition and stuff. So I'm probably going to be taking a full course load from home um, and might like work on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm doing the same. I'm taking a full course load from home. And maybe if, because I'm going during the next semester, I'm going to be looking for co-op for winter 2021. So if I do get any interviews and that, and if I have to go on campus for that, then I'll go. But for most part, I'll be at home. So yeah. Yeah, and I honestly don't want to take like the risk like using public transit to go back and forth between campuses or even going to stay on campus just because there are people in my family that are immunocompromised and I don't want them to like catch corona, especially if I I'm like a carrier or something and I don't realize that I get it. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely this like big risk involved and there's this big juggling of interest. Like, should I go back on campus? And perhaps for some people they have to, if they have a few online courses or if they have like online labs, stuff like that. Um, there's this, should I go back? And uh, perhaps maybe for some people as well, like studying itself might be, a bit more improved or on this other hand like you might have to stay at home for other reasons right the mm -hmm. safety being of the utmost priority and as well for some people there's just no point in going back I find like a lot of people my myself included all our courses now are online and everything can be done from home remotely so this is just the type of learning environment that we're in right now.
Yeah, especially if, sorry, Serena, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Aisha. Oh, I just want to say, like, especially, like, if you're not taking any labs and everything, like, if you're just taking, like, full, like, academic courses, no labs, like, there is really no point, honestly, in going back if you, like, you don't want to risk your safety just to be on residence, really, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. and I guess, what do you think winter 2020 will look like? So I've been 2021. Yeah, 2021. My bad. I've been hearing that it's most likely going to be online. Hopefully there's not a second wave because I really do like miss seeing my friends every day and like mm-hmm. having that new independence that we had once we uh, left our houses for the first time and moved into campus. Right. So I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I don't think we're, I don't think things will go back to normal until there's a vaccine which yeah. is scary because we don't know when the vaccine will be made available for all of us. And so the future seems very uncertain for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like spring 2021 will be online or in person or maybe a mixed model. So it's scary, but I guess this is new for all of us. Yeah, and I guess we just got to embrace it and make the best out of it. So speaking of making the best out of the situation, um, what helped you get through the pandemic? I feel like it was a lot of um, moral support, I guess, from my friends and family, just knowing that they're always there for me if I'm going through anything. And um, definitely like keeping myself busy with school and work and like, um I also got into like um rollerblading and baking and cooking uh so just keeping myself busy so that I don't like get bored definitely helped yeah it's um it's definitely a transition from what you would do normally in your leisure time to now um So there's a lot of new hobbies or interests that are being developed. And now more than ever, you want to be able to find something to do. You want to be able to occupy yourself with something to really ease like the boredom, which is, you know, which is constantly there. Yeah, like honestly, before before the pandemic, like if I was bored, I'd probably just preoccupy myself with like social media and Netflix. But like after a while, it's like, getting tiring right like I'm like it's getting dry so mm-hmm. I had to find new way, new stuff to do and new ways to keep myself busy I think was social media one way you were able to stay connected with your friends yeah definitely like I've been like facetiming my friends every day and just like sending each other like memes on Instagram to make each other laugh and like mm-hmm. make light of the entire situation you know um and it's definitely like with the pandemic like you're since you're already at home all the time you're already feeling lonely and just mm-hmm. social media really helped to make me feel like I was still with my friends even though I wasn't seeing them face to face every day anymore yeah I mean one thing that I started with my friends after a while of being in the pandemic and just feeling this like boredom really and missing my friends so 
one thing that I started was like a games night, like a weekly games night. And it's been pretty good. Just it's not only a good way to just relax and really hang out with your friends, uh, but also it's like a good way to explore what other types of things you could do online. There are surprisingly a lot of online board games you can play with a any size number of people. So that's been really interesting and fun. Yeah, and also like I I heard like Netflix has this thing where you can like watch Netflix with your friend as if you mm-hmm. like with your friends as if you were in like mm-hmm. a movie theater um and like chat while streaming like the show or whatever. I really want to try that out with my friends soon. I think it's called Netflix Party. Yeah, Netflix Party, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of new Netflix shows. Like I got through I think at least like five shows during while in quarantine. <laughs> um, so since the restrictions have sort of eased, have you been going out and going out and seeing your friends in person now? Yeah, definitely. But I'm trying to avoid hanging out in like big groups of friends. So Mm -hmm. I generally have just um, hung out one on one with um, a couple of my close friends while while social distancing, of course, and normally in outdoor spaces, just because it's much safer that way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I have not actually seen any friends in person. Uh, still since like March I guess at this point but um, I've just been spending a lot of time with family I've still been going outside but just like socially distancing from literally everyone around me so yeah it's It's definitely a risk going out with friends Um, but I feel like I I just really needed like a break from school all the time and Mm. um yeah, like, I would avoid going to, like, malls and, like, really, like, public spaces where there's, like, a lot of people, like, outlets and, I don't know, like, I heard theater, theaters opened a couple weeks ago as part of phase three. Yeah, but I, I think definitely, you, have to, you have to book in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of places, a lot of stores have opened up and... It's just part of like our transitioning to being open again. But uh, for many cases, like you'd have to book an appointment or you have to, you know, just still, you have to be careful when you're, whenever you're going into a store, especially because like Aisha mentioned, like, honestly, if you're, if you're going to meet up with someone, it's better to go to a, a larger outdoor space because it's easier to maintain social distance that way but even in like a smaller store if you have to go somewhere for like an appointment or something like that uh, a lot of these stores now have like a lot of procedures where they'll at least have hand sanitizer and temperature checks at the at the front of the store or something like that to maintain safety yeah like I feel like I know some some stores I've been to have temperature checks, but I feel like they should implement that in every store because we don't really know who's sick and who's not by just like inquiring whether they've been out of the country or been in contact with anyone who has 
corona, especially since a lot of people are probably carriers, right? So temperature checks would definitely be useful in um, flattening the curve, even though we've mostly flattened it for the most part, but just kind of getting down to zero cases again. And yeah. preventing a second, second wave. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And just whenever going into any store, you have to have your mask on just because the mask is not, not necessarily to protect yourself, but it's also just protecting everyone around you at the same time. So you are making sure that just in case, if anyone is a carrier, then it's less likely to spread because everyone's wearing a mask that way. Yeah, and I feel like people need to remember that uh, the point of the mask is to cover your nose and mouth. I've been seeing a lot of people just like, yes, it's hard to breathe with a mask on, but um, we're trying to fight a virus, right? So we kind of need to remember that we all got to make, um, what is it? Like a collective effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah effort, a collective yeah. effort. Um, to wear the masks, even though it's hard to breathe and difficult. And more, the more we wear the masks properly, the sooner this will be over. And I think even if you wear you know, those shields that kind of look like a visor. Yeah, yeah. If you can't breathe in a mask, even just wearing a shield is some sort of protection. Yeah, of course. I've seen like some workers, like some store workers actually wearing like a mask and shield because they're in contact with so many people every single day. Arisha, you've been working as well, right? Yeah, I've been working uh, two jobs. Yeah, so how is that, like, remotely working, working from home, and working two jobs, that must be, and taking a bunch of courses, so that must be very challenging. How have you been keep, yeah, keeping up with everything? It definitely taught me a lot of time management skills and, like, um, balancing both, by balancing both jobs in school. Um, so I'm actually working, I just finished one job working as a textbook illustrator for a professor at the University of Waterloo. Um, so cool. <laughs> thanks. It was definitely, it was definitely different from like previous internships I've had just because we communicate only via text or video calls. So um, sometimes there would be miscommunications and like deadlines that we weren't like both aware of or it was like communication was definitely like key in a successful completion of the textbook. And then there's honor the job that I'm working remotely from it's a startup in us called clear breath. And we're working on developing like a completely clear mask that incorporates like um, fan and infrared technology. Uh, so definitely like, keep in contact with my co-workers and always like communicating what has been done and what needs to be done and creating like Gantt charts and like um, just setting all the deadlines straight up was definitely useful in achieving like our milestones and deadlines that we needed to reach. Yeah. Yeah, I guess also a big part of working is being able to interact with your co-workers and just collaborating so how was that like were you was there like any barriers Definitely to used... collaborating sorry could you say that again were there any barriers to like collaboration 
Well, we definitely tried out like many things. Like we would do Zoom meetings. We host like weekly Zoom meetings so that we can like update everyone on like the status of the project. Um, and then I I have constant contact with like my coworkers that are in the same team as me through WhatsApp and iMessage. Um, and we're always emailing back and forth, uh, telling each other like where we're at, if we need help with anything. Like I think one of the biggest things I've actually learned is to like always reach out for help when you need it and your coworkers are there for you. And I feel with, with Corona and stuff, like, I don't know, you kind of have to, you're kind of forced to reach out for help because you're by yourself and yeah. Okay. So Aisha, um, overall, we've talked really a lot about online courses and working from home and all these different things that you have to accommodate now for for quarantine overall what do you think you've learned from this experience i think definitely one of my biggest takeaways was to not really take anything for granted and appreciate the little things like just like having the opportunity to go to class every day and seeing your friends was something we all took for granted and now that we miss it so much because of quarantine, I feel like that's definitely something um, we should keep in mind next time we're like complaining or saying something isn't enough. And yeah, because we lost that now. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for joining us today in, um, in this episode. And we really look forward to maybe hearing more about your journeys in the future thank you it's really nice being a part of this podcast and thank you so much for listening to this episode of unmasking covid again if you would like to be a part of our episodes please fill in our type form that will be linked in this description box thanks again